Morning, officer. Maybe this is the pot calling the kettle black. This guy thinks he's a genius and he's a moron. <laughs> oh, oh, this is live. Think of like the dumbest cave troll letting you know. You looked right at me when you said that. You're not the dumbest. Here are the facts as I see them. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Bandit Radio Hour. It is September 18th, 2022. As we just found out, it is in fact Sunday. Uh, my mind's been a blur recently with all the work. Merce came to work with me, helped me work some calves and cows. And I've been doing it all days. He hasn't come to work with me. But we are actually in his trailer in a new location, which is, what, another 15 feet back to the north? Got to keep him guessing. Yes, with now with a uh, aluminum roof but no, not aluminum, tin. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. Still, it, it still helps them keep from reading my brain. Yeah, yeah, it, it keeps the satellites from reading us all the time, even though they can just listen to the audio. Which, hey, Saudi Arabia, why are you downloading us so much? Just, I'm just curious. That's, that's neat. That's interesting. Uh, get back to me on that. Anyways, uh, let me think. Well, how's this week been in Florida? Merce, how's uh, our Black Action Weather News report? How's it been going, Merce? There's been a lot of rain. <laughs> There's been so much rain. <laughs> it's, it's, oh my God. It's, we had to move cows to get them out of the rain. And there's just more rain. Whenever we put up the horses when we were done, coming out of our cow pens where we let our horses out, there was literally a current flying by our feet, like in shin deep water. And we were on the high ground. It's basically a field of manatees. How, how a bunch many of sea cows? What was your, damn you. <laughs> If, it's not even every episode. It's like every five minutes of every episode. I like it. Keep going. Um, no, how many inches of rain did you get in four hours? Oh, I think it was Friday. I got uh, four inches and a tenth in three hours. Yeah. Oh, and whenever we were working, how about that lightning strike we saw? Oh, the one that was like right in front of us? Yeah, it's like literally two pastures over, what, 200 yards away yeah. maybe? It cracks he's like yes now let's go get the horses out of the metal trailer yeah let's go do that i'm surrounded by trees and, Merce, and we're under ankles in water <laughs> and i i get out of my truck and i can see Merce kind of signal like hey lightning strike over there maybe bad maybe don't do this <laughs> and i i even give him a wave of the hand like ah you wuss it already struck we'll be okay <laughs> and as soon as it strikes directly on the opposite side of where the other one did from us so the other one struck to the north this one struck like across the road to the south, 250 yards. And I said, nope, jump back in the truck. You never see the one that gets you. No, no, you don't. Uh, but yeah, so there's been a hell of a lot of rain. What, is there actually a hurricane now? Uh, uh, Fiona, I think. Ye- I think it's still a tropical storm, but it's on the verge of... By, I, the time, by the time you're listening to this, it's probably a hurricane. I actually don't think so, because I'm certain the internet would have just had a field storm with, like, by Fiona. Or, no, it's Felicia. I'm... No, Fiona's Shrek's wife. Oh, yeah, he is. Yeah, she is. Well, whatever. Uh, <laughs> 2022, who knows? But, so, yeah, we got a hurricane on the way. Uh, but, like, dude, this working cows, it's, it's hard work. But something me and my coworker were talking about, it kind of relates back to the last episode. This used to be so immensely harder. Yeah. Like, we got, we got wooden pens made with pretty good wood that we got to just replace the wood on from time to time. Uh, we got a hydraulic head catcher, uh, which like literally you're just mashing a little lever to catch cows and help them be still while you give them medicine and stuff. We haul them with trailers and trucks and like me and James were talking like, you used to what get you used to like, we were working with four people. Yeah. You used to probably have to work with like 12 people. They had to put them in like a makeshift corral yep. and then just catch them or rope them by, and by hand rope, individually. Rope the calf and drag it like away with a horse and then do all everything they need to do to it. And so much more stress producing so little beef and having to pay so many, not even pay, just divide like, you yeah. know, an old cracker Florida. I don't even know what they were handing out for payment, but had to split it 12 ways. Oh, and then you go home and there's no, like I got to go home to air conditioning at least. It was at eight 30 at night, but I could, I could, when I laid down in my bed with my sheets and my blanket and my perfect little pillows under my head, 
I had to stick one foot out of the blanket, and I was like, ooh, let that get some of the air conditioner on it. Ooh. Yeah, no. It was, you go home back then, and no no AC, and, like, mosquitoes, everything, <sighs> no running water. You know, I've heard, my dad said this once, so when I say I heard this, I heard it once from my dad, that they used to use dog fennels as some kind of... Uh, I've, I've, I've heard that. As anti-mosquito repellent. Like, right. they grind them in, which... I don't, none of us know what the technical name for dog fennels are, but ask any country person in Southwest Florida, they, they just grow all over pastures. It's a tall, like bushy weed that kind of has a foulish scent to it, but I guess they used to grind it up in a paste and smear it on them. And that would like mask your scent, but that would be miserable. Your showers were creeks. And, which, and that's not terrible. We went duck hunting on Lake Okeechobee one time and got out there and got all the decoys set up in the morning and then realized we forgot the thermocells and the bug spray. Uh, we were all in the fetal position in the bottom of the boat till daylight and the wind picked up. Like, it was miserable. Dude, did I tell you about like my, my dad's people going down to the Everglades? Did I talk about that on the podcast? No. I don't know. No. Oh, so dude, these people were hardcore. I'm visiting my grandma, my dad's mom, and they live... Like, my mom's side of the family kind of lives on a ranch in a small town. They, I would have said, grow up, like, kind of in suburbia, but they're not just suburbanites. They're just absolutely not. They're like hardcore mountain men that happen to live there. There's just no mountains in Florida. But, uh, no, they used to, I, I was over there visiting, and there's this, uh, my grandmother's friend, I think, I believe her name was Valerie, like, 90 years old, but carrying on conversation, she's like, yeah. We used to go down Alligator Alley, pull off on a trail, and get out and walk around the Everglades. And she goes, oh, I would catch the mullet and break their necks and start the fire going while the men took dogs and horses. No, not horses, just dogs. And uh, the dogs would run. They knew to run in a giant, like, arc away from everybody and scare the deer out of the swamp. And the men would wait with all their shotguns for just a herd of deer to start running at them and just start shooting. Sounds glorious. It's like, we're going to go to war with deer today. (laughs) And it's going to be like a uniform British battle. Oh, man. But to piggyback on our conversation last week, you know, the the off-site of everybody being tough back then was... I think people were on average more horrifically cruel. Like, and you kind of had to be. I mean, you hear about people who were literally like abandoned at 12 years old in Orange Groves and their brothers die next to them and stuff. And oh, it was like survival. It was sur- and the, we were telling stories before the podcast of like old relatives of stuff, of them having feuds and how they get angry at each other. And we hear some pretty wild stuff. And the crazy thing is, you you only hear you don't hear the worst stuff. The worst stuff you'll never hear because they kept it to themselves. Or uh, dead men tell no tales. Yeah, or that. <laughs> uh, so that's the and I wonder. You know, we've all seen the meme where it's like uh, hard times create tough men, tough men create good times, good times create weak men. And there's there's like the obviousness to that of like, oh yeah, people get weaker and then stronger through adversity. But on the on the flip side of that, is there a mercifulness? Is there more empathy that grows as times get better? Because that that almost makes me like sit back and go, hang on, hang on, hang on. Maybe this whole, you know, a lot of guys like to look up to the Spartans because they were like badass warriors and yada, yada, yada. But like, in order to be that like, I don't know, brutally savage and efficient as a warrior. You got to do crazy. Your culture has to do crazy things like swear your life to the state that you will die for it. And that any of your children, even if they're born with a blemish, like the abortion debate, hell with that. This is like, you have a baby and if it's got like the wrong kind of birthmark, it's like, Hey, take that thing, throw it off a cliff. It's like, Whoa, that's, is that a spear practice? No. Throw the baby. Either way, that doesn't make it better. Well, I mean, you got to pick a highlight out of it. I mean, you might as well make it constructive. 
silver lining. It's like, <laughs> this, there's a small one, like, but you gotta try. It's like, dude, you make these brutal warriors that, like, 300 can... T- well, not 300, that's a little bit of a fib, but... We're not gonna get into that. Uh, but they can take on thousands of others, but it's like, on the other hand, how many of your own do you have to sacrifice in some kind of way to become like that? And, and sure, like, like we kind of, I was thinking about what we said last episode when you were like, well, the, you know, the stupid people or the whatever. And like, you know, in our head we have, well, the, it's almost when I hear people say crazy people, I think when I hear stupid people, it's like, well, we all know who's obviously stupid or crazy, but where's that line? <laughs> Like we all, then we all know people that are kind of crazy or kind of stupid. So it's like the more tough or less merciful a society is, I guess the more that line is constricted to like, no, nope, oh, there'd you, be rocks being thrown at us. No, dude, well, <laughs> dude, you go to certain societies still, they try to throw that around, literally. Uh, and it's, I don't know, there's no good answer to any of this. I'm just throwing new little sides on it. Like, we really try to be as gentle as we, I shouldn't say as gentle, but as efficient and calm to the cattle as we can. In the past, they had no, you know, no qualms about that. I'm like, all right, on like a universal life level, I think it's better that we're nicer, to, typically nicer to animals nowadays. But what if that's making us softer and weaker too? Yeah. Is that worth the trade and i don't know but i'm gonna keep being being kind of i'm not like some pacifist like i'm still gonna kill a deer and eat meat and stuff like that but i don't know just just uh, last episode's been playing around in my head so I, I had to finish the rest of that thought out there i would just describe the previous generations as cold uh, on the other hand I, I was talking to my uh granddad about it who lived on the side not with the ranch and you know, I was kind of describing our same thesis we were just talking about to him. Like, you know, back then it had to be so hard and, you know, people had to be cruel. And I'm sure just beating your kids was just as commonplace as, like, not even spanking, but beating them. And my granddad, who was, like, a pretty stern guy, uh, served in the military, uh, one of these hardcore old guys. Yeah, very Gran Torino-ish. Uh, like, it really fits the bill. And he says, like, uh, without missing a beat, he goes, my parents never laid a hand on me. And I was like, what? And he goes, no, they didn't believe in it. And he goes, no, nobody in my family would. He goes, no, don't get me wrong. I, I knew what I would do. I knew if I did something, like, awful, they would. But no, they, they never laid a hand on me. And that's when my grandma leaned in and goes, they should have beat him so much more. <laughs> she, she's awesome. She's, she's the best lady ever in the world. She's a character. Uh, hey, did I ever tell the Grand Theft Auto story on here? No. Oh, this is great. This is like, so my grandma on that side is like sweet Southern Baptist old school. She's, she's 92 now. And my favorite memory of her, I, I grew up playing video games. And we grew up in the 90s where the, uh, what's the rating system where it's rated G, rated PG, rated, what's, what's the technical name? I don't know. That. But y'all know what a, the parental guidance rating system, uh, that was not a important thing to our parents unless it was like NC-17. Oh, mine was. Well, yeah, Mercer's was. They wouldn't <laughs> let them watch Hercules. Like, God almighty. To, Maybe my parents just kind of didn't raise us right. Looking back on it, I'm like, no, I know about everybody I knew didn't watch, like, pay attention to no, that. I think I was a little ex- on the extreme side. Yeah, I think I was on the other end. But, uh, like, you know, I remember watching stuff like Aliens whenever I was, like, eight years old. and uh, Saving Private Ryan, when that came out and came out on DVD. I think that was one of the first few DVDs. I watched it with my dad. And I remember going, like, oh, <laughs> that's people's insides that are going everywhere. Dad bought the box set of the Beverly Hillbillies on DVD. So <laughs> it was black and white. That's what I was watching. No blood. Uh, but uh, no. So like my grandmother, who is like awesome, uh, like takes me to the store, like skin close to my birthday. She goes, why don't you pick out a birthday gift? I go, I want this new video game, Grandma. It's called Grand Theft Auto 3. And she goes, oh, well, all right. Go, go pick it out and get it. I go grab them. 
came go up to the like t probably teenage GameStop employee and he goes uh he looks at me and looks at my grandma kind of looks at the box and he goes ma'am you realize this game is rated m for mature due to oh he goes down the list murder theft drug use alcohol like use already. smoking oh he's a dweeb he's he's uh and I like my heart's breaking in half. I'm like, Sh shut up, Sh stop saying. And he goes down like prostitution and all that. And my grandma, God bless her soul, is like, well, it ain't nothing he ain't gonna read about in the paper, is it? And I'm just like, you are like her one thing she did not want in a movie or anything we were watching to use the Lord's name in vain, and was damn behind it. That was her line of like, nope, we're we're leaving the theater. Can't do that. And, that, so, that was her that was her line in the sand yeah, yeah and she's like the she's that old-fashioned kind of grandma and i think there's i think this is a universal human thing like it transcends culture like you hear about this with uh latin american families with like the grandma that is like you're gonna come to my house and even if you just ate on the way here i'm gonna overfeed you until you're stuffed and taking a to-go plate anyways back to florida stuff uh because that's that's like all of our episode today is just florida uh hey i was interviewed uh yeah some some all right this is this is wild for people that haven't checked this out uh if you go to what i know it's welsh nationalist is that it merce not even close not even close the welsh republic podcast welsh republic i'm sorry welsh i know him as welsh we're friends <laughs> <laughs> we're on a first name basis but uh no he is a, a youtuber that has some subscribers and a little bit of a bigger audience and he reached out to us wanted to interview me uh it was pretty wild it, he is so for those of you wondering what welsh even means uh, that was like me up until a couple of years ago so wales is where the welsh are from Wales is a territory of Britain, which is like right next to Scotland and Ireland, or Ireland, England, uh, my bad. And uh, yeah, he, his family's from Wales, but he lives in New Zealand. And just on this like meta thing, first of all, the fact that he could, if you listen to him, he knows American politics. He knows them better than 95% of Americans. And that, but what can you tell me about New Zealand Merce? Kiwis. Yeah, do you know what a kiwi is? is that a bird. A, is that a fruit? <laughs> no, it's a, little, it's a little flightless bird. Oh, okay. All right, well, it that's... also lays the largest egg in proportion to its body size of any bird. <laughs> Damn near. That's probably right. And that's all I got on New Zealand. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to fact check that. What do you know about whales? They're mammals. <laughs> Damn, the country, not the mammal. <laughs> <laughs> that was where the prince and the pauper switched places. Wow, you you are a little Britannica encyclopedia. You're something. Not encyclopedia. It's one of those books that we used to order. Uh, encyclopedia. Yes, that's it. Um, but um. No, so, yeah, he interviewed me. We had a good time. Look up uh, Welsh Republic on YouTube. He'll pop up and the bandit, and he's interviewed quite a bunch of other people. Ask me some fun questions. Uh, by all means, check it out. Um, so, there was that in Florida, and also in Florida, the uh, governor and Republic Meister and King, uh, Ronald DeSantis, uh, decided to take some immigrants and ship them to Martha's Vineyard on a private plane. Now, <clears throat> there is so much to this that is just wild. And like, okay, the theme of season two and even like the last bit of season one, I shouldn't say the theme, there's been quite a bit, but one of them I've been paying attention to is the conservatives playing offense which is fascinating. This and could be like a forward pass. Dude, it's... So, all right. I've been to Martha's Vineyard. It's one of the very few places I've ever been. Uh, a girl back in the day bought me a ticket up there to visit her very small farm there that cost so much money. Like, she just... Everything there is so expensive. And I was so, so out of place. It was the opposite of City Slickers. I was the guy... And, uh, yeah, it is a very expensive place. So, f full of the most hoity-toity It's either hoity-toity or rich hippies and everything in between. But, 
Um, Hoity hippies. Yeah, actually. Uh, one thing I will never forget. There's a Charlie Daniel song, uh, Uneasy Rider. And one of the uh, uh, insults he makes at one of the people that while he's acting like a, a conservative redneck, he goes, and he voted for George McGovern for president. And like That's like a real bad insult. And the girl whose mom I visited, God bless her sweet lady, but I saw she had like a bunch of old bumper stickers from like Democrat victories. And there was a George McGovern for president. And I'm like, ah, I know that reference. I, oh my God, I know that politician because of Charlie Daniels. Thank you, Charlie. God uh, rest his soul. Yes. Uh, but no, so back on target, back on track. So Ron DeSantis acquired funding to get private planes because no... Like, it's not a, a national airport. You can only fly to Martha's Vineyard privately. Uh, and sent quite a bit of illegal immigrants up there. Uh, and that's... Okay, first, I'm, I'm just going to nitpick my one big nitpick with this. Because uh, then I'm going to get to the good stuff. But, like, first of all, I have a bigger problem with the, the social welfare system keeping down poor people than I do with people crossing the border. However, given we got this horrid system, uh, like I get why immigration's an issue and I don't dismiss it. However, I don't like people getting shipped around personally, but I find it like putting that, putting like my upfront feelings aside, like putting all that to the side. I find it a little odd that from what I, I read just like a quick headline and I didn't have time to like really digest and study it. Weren't they all immigrants from Texas? I came somewhere. Well, regard. Yes, everybody comes from places. But no, all right. So we actually took a look and I'm seeing that like, I'm, I'm just going to like quote the New York Times. It, seeing stuff like he did not shed light on who rounded up the migrants and had been processed by federal immigration authorities. So he didn't order. just go to like Home Depot. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to go on a trip? Hang on. Here in a minute. I'm not sidetracking yet. We got to talk about the amazing racist from back in the wild west of YouTube. Might have been Art Shapiro. But anyways. Anyways. No. So I'm, I'm getting kind of mixed signals from the media. So I'm going to talk about both sides. If he did, that they're claiming that he probably, like, like Texas had illegal immigrants, and he was like, hey, as a Florida governor, Texas, give me some of those illegals, and I'm going to use Florida money to send them to Martha's Vineyard as a big political... Like Dave Chappelle, like, scratches. You got, you got any more of immigrants? Like, like, and it's... If that's true, and let's just play pretend that that's absolutely true, and that is the case. Let's steal me in it. That... It's like another one of these DeSantis things where I'm internally mixed, but I don't want my money used on tech on Texas problem. That's my problem with federalism and stuff like that. And if he did it for anti-federalism, it depends which time you're talking about. Anyways, I don't want my money used as a political slam dunk or to solve Texas's problems. I want my money solved my problems. No, nobody else's. And the more local it is, the, the better to me, all the way down to me as the individual. However, that's coming from such reputable sources as the New York Times. And left, right, maybe not so much center. We can all, like, see them as, uh, it's, it's just ridiculous at this point, uh, as, as far as the press goes. However, all that to the side, like, putting more of my feelings to the side of that's the case. What a ballsy move by a conservative. What a, oh, God, if you're going to sit and, like... It's like the ultimate, here, put your money where your mouth is. It really is. And, Merce, what did Abbott do, uh, the governor of Texas? Oh, he shipped some to D.C., like, right outside where Kamala's at. Or In New like, York and... Yeah. and Anywhere from, that's like a sanctuary city, they're like, all right. Yeah, it's... Uh, oh, and Chicago. Which... Like, dude, if it's <laughs> poor, 
poor immigrants going to Chicago. <laughs> just like, what do I have to say? It's like, no, it's, it's up G around here. Pop. It's like the Irish coming to America in the Civil War. It's just <laughs> no, not good. No, no, get out of here while you still can. <laughs> Go get potatoes or tortillas or whatever your people eat. Um, but no, like that, if anything else, I mean, the, my, my whole life and before that, you always see like the left wing is making big sweeping turns while the right wing is just like on its heels, pushing back, like going, Oh no, 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 don't do that. And then they take two more steps back. And now it's like, boom, the other way. And I'm not sitting here saying that that's going to lead to nothing but good things in the future. And that like, oops, Ooh, no, the stakes are getting higher and higher. And this just from my perspective, it's just far more interesting than it used to be. And you know, I hear a lot of people complain about social media. Me, I'm a little bit of a fan of it because it, it exposes more of what we are. But, uh, you know, <clears throat> these immigrants, and God bless them. Like, dude, I don't know. I'm a bleeding heart just kind of guy. I feel bad for some guy without shoes that's crossing a desert. Now, I'm, I'm not saying he should have my money, but but I feel bad for him. And, you know, this dude shows up in, in Martha's Vineyard, what is probably the richest per capita place in the country and the overwhelming amount of people there are left-leaning or democrat in some form but not not just democrat like that's like the right wing people there are democrat like it is mostly way left-wingers and Merce didn't were you the one telling me that they shipped them out of there within how quick within 48 hours or something oh like yeah that? they're already they're already back but, at a military base yeah and like dude you have all this wealth you have all these resources at hand, and you can't spread. You are definitely in the top one percent if you are living in Martha's. Yeah, Vineyard. I saw a thing as somebody tweeted like they're a member of like a social media group or Martha's Vineyard group, and they're yeah. all commenting about stuff. And the one person's like, "I don't know what do they need," and then somebody's like, uh, "Well, you've got two rental houses, like they need housing." And then they're just like, did not reply, and it just started. Like, they're starting to, like, turn on each other because they're just trying to, like, oh, here's some stuff, and let's get rid of them. Dude, and that's always been my question about, like, uh, making everybody, quote, unquote, equal, like, on the, like, wage gap and all, all different kinds of wage gaps you can find. And what, what do they complain about a lot? Uh, the inequality, wealth inequality. And it's like, all right, you're driving home some, like, good points of, like, hey, how come this CEO can sit there and sip champagne while this guy's... Busting his ass and hardly making anything. We should redistribute that wealth. And I'm like, oh, okay, I can entertain that. But if that's the case... I just say redistribute the champagne. <laughs> whiskey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just... <clears throat> but what about, like, Africans and people in third world countries? Like, shouldn't we then expand that redistribution of wealth to them as well? Like, what's what's a border to human suffering? Uh, but no, they, that's where that goes off the rails because you can't, then we all, like your poorest American, loses money on that thing, including everybody else. Uh, but yeah, what a spectacle this Martha's Vineyard thing is. Uh, speaking of spectacles, though, <clears throat> right before our podcast started, uh, we started recording, Biden gave a 60 Minutes interview. And because me and Mercer are arguing over the legalities of actually showing an interview on here, uh, we're not going to play it. We're going to let y'all look it up. But, it, of course, uh, as you expect, Biden says really dumb things. Like, he's talking about inflation, and the uh, reporter is hammering him. The 60 Minutes reporter is hammering him about, like, how bad inflation is, how bad costs are going up, which anybody you talk to will tell you that on every any industrial scale, like it's going up, a commercial scale, residential stuff like that. Um, and Biden, like what, Mercy says, like inflation isn't that bad. It's only risen by an inch. Or it's only gone up an inch. Yeah, and it's like, oh, like that's the gif of the whole crowd slapping their forehead. Oh, it's bad. I'm just surprised he stayed awake 60 minutes. <laughs> but, uh, <psh laughs> but no, I've, I've really uh, got to watch the whole thing. But I tell you, just from the, just from the very few clips I saw, what amazed me wasn't Biden, wasn't the guy that might be a, a, a mannequin that they're having a puppeteer operate for all I know. Biden and amazing don't usually go in the same no. sentence. No. What amazed me was the reporter asking him questions like this. And what 
Not just not just tossing him easy no. questions. And, and here's the thing. Here's what a lot of reporters will do. And I've learned this mostly from Dave Smith and Michael Malice. And this is one of those things, once you notice it, you really can't unnotice it if you, if you look for it. So reporters at CNN and the New York Times and even 60 Minutes, I don't know, I think 60 Minutes is slight, is a little bit more hardball-y. They're known for being a little bit more tough than, than the other ones. But what a lot of times they'll do, they'll ask a really hard question like, oh, you see it a lot with the new uh, the secretary, White House secretary, black chick with the fro that's lesbian and that's what they show show off. Um, I don't think she's very smart when I hear her speak. No, but they'll ask her a question, like a tough question, and she'll give some dumb nothing answer of like, well, Biden is trying to She can say a lot and, and, and nothing at the exact same the, time. And here's how the press does it. After she says that nothingness, there is no follow-up question. Like she doesn't, even, if you listen for it, like repeat their question in your head, what they asked her. And how her answer answers the question. Like how it directly provides information the person was looking for. And it never does. Now here's the thing. All conservatives stroking their chin hair going, Ah, yes, bandit. We agree. Of course, of course. I've been noticing this for like 12 years on both sides. And like whatever camp you're watching the news from will only show you the parts that they want you to see. Like, even, even with Trump, now I'll give you this. Trump was, like, good at it. He was the best I've seen at it. They'd be like, uh, uh, Mr. President, some of your supporters are, like, questioning the vaccine. What do you think about that? You know, I did Operation Warp Speed that got us through, and it's like we were able to get this out to everybody, and it's good for everybody. Don't worry about it. Uh, I got one myself. And it's like, what? You got whiplashed. It's like, yeah, yeah. But, you know, everybody has their, I'll tell you this, Trump seemed possibly unintentionally at times more truthful <laughs> than the <laughs> other ones. Like, I'll, I'll give him that. Uh, but, but back to the 60 Minutes reporter, when he's interviewing Biden, he not only goes like, hey, he doesn't say, you just said the word inch when we're talking about a recession. He, d- he doesn't go that far, but he's close. He's like, sir. People's gas bills have been exorbitant. The housing's going up. Everything's going up. Wages are staying the same. And that was like your response. And what, Merce? Like, he repeats the question three or four times. Yeah. And my meta-analysis of this is, why are they doing this to Biden now? Are they cutting bait? Are they... What is their backup plan? It, None of us have one at this point. And like, here's my question. This, this, uh, and every time I've heard people say this is the most important election of our lifetimes, I have laughed at it the past 12 or so years. This one might not be the most important. It's damn sure the most interesting. I don't know. The The Trump and Clinton debates are pretty, pretty golden. They you were, can watch those in uh, popcorn. Okay. True. But we didn't know what was coming. No. We didn't. No. We had no idea. We were unprepared. Now we're all... We were ready. So, like, hear me out. All right, let's go down the scenarios. Biden's still in power, and he's still president, and he and the media continues to support him, and they try to keep up this charade. Charade? Charade. <laughs> <laughs> There's the English... They keep up the charade that we have a functioning president that is getting more and more hilarious as the weeks go by. Uh, they try to do that for, hang on, it's 2022. When, when's the election? 24. Okay, all right. They do that for two more years and have him giving campaign trail speeches and all. All right. You have him, and if they decide to, to not go that route, they're like, oh, it's just almost looking like they're like, we got to somehow deal with, Letting him go and getting who? Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris? And if not her, then who? Like, oh, but it has to be her. Because what? Is the Democratic Party not going to pick the first woman of color as... Like, like you were saying about Martha's Vineyard, they'll delete their own. Now here's the other hand. Trump running. I am personally... 
I don't think he has as much support as he did in his first election. I still think he has a ton of support. I still think he has more than any Democratic candidate, if you want. Like, even now, even if even if Biden won the past election seemingly fair and square, like, I believe Trump has more support now than he did then, just because Biden's done such a terrible job and the Democrats have, and the COVID regime, and, and all of it. Oh, in the interview, though, he did claim, though, the COVID pandemic's over, so it's over, everybody. Oh, boo! <laughs> like, tr- Trump is blowing. We survived. Nope. Yeah, oh, I thought I'd be dead, but Dude. here I am. You know what? The, the COVID pandemic was like as awful as it was. Man, did it wake some people up. Man, did that shake some bushes of like, oh, they're arresting people going to church. You can't do that. Uh, yeah, but it, it, anyways, not going to even get down the COVID rabbit hole right now. Not, not right now. It, if they do put Kamala up there, uh, oh dear Lord, is this going to be a a... What, what, I can't what, do four years of her laugh. Dude, no, not only that, did you see the interview of her like two months ago? It wasn't an interview, it was like a speech she gave and she's sitting down and she's like, I think she has like a brain lapse or something. Because you know how like you see the people like, self-identifying like it's an obvious chick and she goes, oh, I'm a she, her. And it's like an, or an obvious dude. He's like, I'm a he, him. She, she's sitting down, she has her mask on. She goes, I am Kamala Harris. Vice President, she, her, and I'm wearing a blue suit. <laughs> and it's just like... I did I did see that, and you're just like, oh, God. And like, I think it's like your brain gets so tired of playing by those rules, it just breaks these social norms they have to follow. So, oh, it, it's going to be batting practice if she runs. Now, here's my other question. Does Trump run... I, we are, we're all betting that Trump runs again. I don't think his ego won't let him not run. Like he, uh, like his ego has to run. I don't think so either. But here's my question: Does he keep hiring the same damn swamp monsters to surround himself with? I don't know. I don't know who the VP. I I don't want to lose DeSantis in Florida. No, stay, <laughs> S- stay, just stay. <laughs> don't don't go to president. Don't like I'm. I'm not even hardcore conservative, but dude. Yeah, I'll take your camp of keeping my daughter and son away from some of that stuff. Yeah, whatever. Uh, please stay here and don't become president. <laughs> become president of Florida and leave it at that. But the last thing I'll say about like the possible election cycle is what if, what if Trump doesn't run? Like, I haven't heard anybody talk about this. I mean, yeah, I, I'm if I was a betting man, I'd bet that he does. But what if Bandit for president. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I, I don't want to be CIA'd. Uh, then no, thank you. Uh, I can't have power. So. N- nope, no, 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 nope. Uh, but what if, like, if then this Mar-a-Lago thing? Let's say there was something substantial. You know, no, I was hearing the legal argument for this the other day. That's like a uh, Congress can't pass a resolution that says like this man is not allowed to run for president. Like they can't do that. But Let's say they did find something incriminating at Mar-a-Lago or something, which I, I doubt they did. But they could get Trump to sign a plea deal that a part of it is... He get him on a technicality? I'll get him on, like, I, as, a, as part of this plea bargain, I will never run for president again. If something along those lines happens, what in God's name does the Republican Party do? I look at it more as that just shows how scared they are of him, but... Yeah, I don't think the Republicans have a backup plan. You know, the the more I think about it... Because I think the Republicans know so many follow him. If they don't back him, they lose their their support as well. See, it's not him they're scared of. It's what he's done to the American people that they're just... They're like, oh no, go back in the box. Please go back in the box. Go back to just the, how debates used to be and where y'all didn't question anything and y'all worked the little gears and the machines and never thought about where the wires led to. I don't know if you ever saw the movie The Island. That always makes me think of that. Side note. Anyways, get out of here. Uh, no. It, after Trump, I mean, unless there are some new blood Republicans, what if that party just hollows out? Because, I mean, I, how many good Republicans can you count? One. 
Like, yeah, <laughs> like it's few and like if you if you are a conservative and you believe in conservative values and like how people vote is what's important to you, not just what they say, which they can lie out their ass about. And you're like, oh, who has voted consistently for conservative values? Me personally, I can think of like maybe four. Like, Rand, Rand Paul. Rand Paul. <laughs> His daddy, first and foremost. But we're going to put him to the side. He's a special case. Rand, Thomas Massey, uh, like two others. Yeah. Versus how many members of Congress are there? Like the Senate, there's 100. Congress, there's a good couple of hundred. I'm not going to Google it or like anything up. So, and all the Trumpers are uh, more and more aware of that. And that's the part I'm here for. Um, not even like even the left wingers that are dissatisfied with the system, like Jimmy Dore. I'm very excited to see them just e equally as much a as the Trumpers. Uh, which, all right, into our next subject. I, I talked about this, I think it was two episodes ago. I think it's when I was talking about how I love the idea of a communist redneck. Like just two ideas that normally don't go together. <laughs> I was listening to this while I was driving the other day. And it's a conversation couch or something. It was a show I totally never heard of, never tuned in before. It got recommended on my feed. And it was so neat. <clears throat> the guy that hosted it was like a, I guess you'd call him like a really libertarian centrist. Like he's just really uh, sympathetic to both left and right. And they had on there Jimmy Dore who is an avowed socialist, but who questions everything about like big pharma uh, the CIA, the he's he's very good at most Trumpers would agree with him about most things, even though he's a socialist. They probably wouldn't agree with his solutions. And they also had on there an anarcho-capitalist, Dave Smith. Uh, which is anarchy, but I want I don't want any government and I just want to trade money and print my guns with 3D technology and hippity hoppity leave me alone and stay off my property. Uh and you'd expect. I want that on a T-shirt. Yeah, the, look on Twitter. That's being sold. I, I didn't. That's not an original bandit thought. I stole that from somewhere. Like most of my thoughts. Add to cart. Yes, <laughs> uh, but no. And here's the thing: you hear that lineup, and you expect like, oh, they're gonna have like a big debate, like a what's better, capitalism or socialism, and the ethics of one and the other, and the economics of it. And no, they, they genuinely just mostly agreed on stuff. And that's so cool to see these opposite ends of the political spectrum go like, oh yeah, the American working class is getting screwed right now. Oh, absolutely. It's because of the big government's tie with the big corporations. No, they're not even getting dinner first. Exactly. And something so nice to hear this. He's a lefty, like hardcore. To hear him say, which I've hardly heard any lefty say, he goes, that's the nice thing about like the the anarcho-capitalist libertarian basically was going on about the fed the federal reserve and the rates and jimmy Dore, god bless him goes you know what i agree with you about the fed but i will admit that it's mostly in faith because you libertarians know your money and your economics and all that he goes that's a mystery to me and i'm gonna have to you know believe you on that he goes i think the solution is we need to get money out of politics and that's when Dave Smith brought this ringer. And this ain't a debate. This is like a, just an exchange they're having. Dave goes, well, here's the problem. There are laws right now designed to keep money out of politics. Because, like, for example, it is illegal for Saudi Arabia to donate money to uh, a political campaign. It's illegal for a foreign country to do that. That's influencing elections. However, they can totally donate money to the Clinton Foundation during the time that Hillary Clinton is running for president, make a large sum of money, and just so happens that Hillary Clinton will pass laws and, and uh, bills that benefit Saudi Arabia and their ongoing genocide in Yemen, along with other things. And that's the thing about these laws, and I hear this equally from conservatives, from righties and lefties. Me and Merce were talking about this earlier today. It seems like both want a government control structure to stop the spread of the other. Like, I want my people in charge of this force to keep these people I disagree with away from me in any way possible. 
But my problem is, like with Jimmy Dore, he wants money out of politics. Even if these laws are passed, even if these institutions are made, the money will find its way into politics, just like if the right makes an institution, the left is good at taking over institutions. So many of what are progressive institutions today started out back in the day as very conservative, like like American patriotic uh, movements brought about from the progressive era, uh, which was very big on America first and the Western world was, you know, the best part of the globe and yada, 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 all that good stuff. Which I don't disagree with them on all of it. I just disagree with them on using the government to do it because it always just turns nasty. And with that... It's time to be uh, what I call constructively racist. Uh, I guess technically we are, because I've, I've just, I've wondered this question out loud the other day. Merce, who are the toughest people to exist? I mean, by that nature, we, we are being a little racist for judging people based on their group, where they're from. But no, brass tacks. I'm going Russians. Like, of all time or currently? Yeah. Oh, man. Your brain had to throw a twist into it. All right, if we're going currently... I'm going Russians, man. They work in like broken glass factories. They're they're monsters. They're not not like monsters like like they're, they're tough. Like every bit of Russian history I read, it's like, oh, and here's the hundred years where we killed the other half of Russians, and then we had like fifty years of peace, and then we stopped like communism. By the time that pops up in the 1900s, that's like the, their fifth time around of just killing each other. And whatever's left from that, whatever has adapted to survive all this brutal civil wars and all that junk, uh, yeah, they're tough. Every time I see a Russian, I don't watch a lot of UFC, every time I see Russians, I'm just like, what a terrifying person. And do, do you ever see the Russian dash cam videos? Oh, yeah. <laughs> road is road. <laughs> Dude, you'll just like see two guys getting a fender bender. And just like in the same manner that I would just go grab a saddle or a rope or something like that, the guy just reaches in his trunk and grabs an axe and is I like, saw that video. all right, time <laughs> to start fighting the guy that just hit me. And I'm like, oh, that's your road rage? We, us Americans have nothing on you. Oh, such hard people. Even their language is hard. It just sounds. It's a lot of like weird R's and C's. Oh, so many. Have you ever tried, have you seen their cursive? No. It, it. I don't. You can't distinguish one word from the next. It just looks like a bunch of C, like cursive C's. Dude, what? Oh, and like, have you ever met a Russian? Uh, we had an exchange student in high school. Remember? Oh yeah, we did. I, was, I, don't, I don't know if she was actually Russian, but she was some some Slavic, Balticish, <laughs> yeah. somewhere in that region. They don't really teach us about in school. Yeah. Uh, but. Yeah, and I remember I was intimidated by her. Yeah. Yeah, because I was just like, what? I don't... Are you from the Dutchland? Like, in <laughs> high school, I had no frame of reference of how to communicate with her. Uh, that wasn't built off of American TV. Um, so, Merce, who's your pick? I'm going to go with the Inuits. Inuit? Okay, all right. Yeah, wow. Uh, just, just from the fact that it's cold as hell, but even in modern times... They still choose to live that way and be cold as hell. I couldn't do it. I don't do that. Like, if it's below 70 in Florida, I'm in a parka. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Same. I'm thin-blooded. But, like, that's... Did they know if they just kept going south that things would eventually get warmer? Well, see, it's, a, it's a Arctic Circle, so they've just been wandering around. No, that makes sense. That's, yes, d- dumb Inuits. <laughs> Or Eskimos, or whatever the political... Northern Mexicans, I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, a little bit racist. <laughs> yeah, a little, a little bit a little bit racist. They're tough, though. They're tough. Like, we're, we're giving you positive reviews, people. Uh, yeah, no, it's... We like the cut of your jib. We, we don't want to fight you. Um, but yeah, and by the way, that's what I was going for with tough. Like, not hardest working or anything like that. Like, if you had a hundred of their people versus a hundred of anybody else, bare-knuckle fighting, who wins... Russia. Oh, then you're going to take drunk... I'm going to take a drunk Irishman any day. Oh, over Russians? I feel like the... Versus a drunk Russian on vodka. Ah, versus an Irishman on whiskey. I feel like the Irishmen would start fighting each other. 
Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. If it's a one-on-one, right, now, it's gonna on. be, that's going to be an interesting fight. If it's 100 Irishmen versus 100, yeah, fit, the Irishmen are going to fight. No, all right, now we throw a new twist on this. Let's throw alcohol in the mix. All 100 people are drunk. Now who's the t- who's winning that fight? Between. Like, I would have said Russian, but now, honestly, if everybody's drunk, my money's on Mexicans. They're just going to party. Yeah, but they fight. Dude, dude, you fight 100 Mexicans, it's like, one-on-one, there might be something there. If it's 100 versus 100, that's, they throw down, dude. Especially, I'm thinking of wasted. I'm thinking, like, barely able to walk. We're going to need to do a Twitter poll. We are. This is, this is going to be interesting. Uh, I, but if you're talking about drunk. 100, okay. What what hundred drunks could take would be unstoppable? Oh, hang on. Alright, I would not say this about sober. These hundred the hundred group of these sober, but drunk? I'm gonna go with English. Ah. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. That's why I have because I like I don't know I'm basing that on Guy Ritchie movies <laughs> and, and the bare knuckle boxers are normally drunk. That's where all. By just, the way, just a hundred Mickey's. Just, yeah, pretty much. That was my thought. They're gypsies. <laughs> <laughs> that's where all. That's where all of my frame of reference for anything English or British. I'm like, I saw that in Snatch one time. He seemed pretty tough. I like dags. <laughs> yeah, that's where probably the Russians are coming from. Is from uh uh. uh what what is it? Rock and Rolla? Yeah. With the two okay. war criminals? <laughs> All of my frame of reference is from movies and not my mother's geography lessons. Everything you lessons. know about Britain is from Guy Ritchie. <laughs> yeah. No, I met one English guy that would come over and he loved coming out to the ranch and shooting guns. And that was my favorite gift in the world to give to somebody was the experience to come to America and fire guns with an American. You remember him? He was uh, Josh's friend, uh, Aaron? His dad was a travel agent. We partied at his condo. Maybe. I don't remember. Anyways, it was a lot of fun. Uh, but, yeah, okay. I No, I'm settling on Mexicans. You're you're right to question my likability of British drunks. Uh, question anything British. I'm just going to go with the Irish just because they're, tri- they're battle-tested. As long as we can keep them pointed forward and don't they don't make eye contact with themselves. All right. Next, next uh, modifier on this fight. Let's throw controlled substances into it. Take out the alcohol. What group of people you throw in? Let's, uh, what about the German warfighter specialty? Uh, methamphetamine into it. What country is winning that fight on high end, on the high strung out drugs? Or what, uh, what subgroup of people? Let's go with that. It doesn't have to be from a specific country. West Virginians. West, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you ever watch the wild? But movies again, wild and wonderful heights <laughs> of West Virginia. They're coming after you with catalytic converters. Oh no, dude! After staying in Detroit for a week, I might bet on Detroit white people. Uh, not a week, but a night. My bad, I was in Detroit. Can this night. be how we just settle all wars? Mm. We just take a hundred, and- <laughs> <laughs> like our hundred, like uh, most tweaky prisoners, and it's like y'all go fight the other hundred. Yeah, it's just. But uh. Well, hang on. We already know the answer to this. I don't even. I didn't even mean to lead to this, but of course, it's Florida man. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah it's it's Florida man, and uh, <laughs> he just comes running with basalts, uh, eats a hundred faces, and, and allig- alligators and dragon's breath rounds and all, all of it. It's definitely Florida man, and that's actually what we're saving for last tonight, people. Uh, Merce been doing a little bit of homework. We heard some people wanted this segment back. So he's uh, looked up some Florida man stories from this week and he's going to read them out and just give my reaction. We're going to live talk about it, get our reaction out of it. Uh, So number one, Merce, lay it on me. This one was from six hours ago on Fox News. Headline, Florida man accused of starving dogs drinks detergent to avoid jail. Hey. Florida man star- who was starving dogs drank detergent to avoid jail time. How does that get you out of jail? Uh, Is he trying to claim insanity? Is this where Tide Pods leads our generation? I, I don't... I don't. Yeah, but see, he's old enough. This wasn't even a pod. But this is a pod cast. Hey. Uh, I, I did one of those. Yeah. That, was, that was fun. More uh, than it should be, right? Yeah, it really was. You're still not, you got to limit yours. I don't like them. But um, all right. So hang on. So guys, starving dogs drinks detergent to avoid jail. Yeah, apparently 
after the they they took the dogs because um, he left them starving in. He had an unopened bag of food in there and let them starve. So like he's got two dogs in a room, essentially torturing them. With a uh. So they were afterwards after they rescued the dogs, they went back to arrest him. At which point he started chugging laundry detergent to try it, so that way they'd have to take him to the hospital instead of jail. But uh, but then you're going to jail after the hospital unless you're dead. Which hey, I mean if you're what a terrible way to die. Ugh. Really clean out your insides. Like I'm surprised nothing and there's nothing about drugs in the report and this guy doing all the meth in Florida. Well, if you look at his mugshot, it definitely looks like there was probably some drugs involved, can, but it can, doesn't mention that. Can I see it? Can I know you people listening ain't gonna see it, but I need to see it. Oh, he looks like He looks like messed out Santa. He looks like he took the words out of my mouth. His name is Joseph Farkas and uh He he looks like the old man of the mountain at Mountain of Meth. Yeah, uh, he looks like he's 80, but probably 40. Uh, so, all right, the first one's depressing about dogs dying and a little funny because drinking laundry detergent. Merce, what's headline number two? Florida man accused of crushing truck with excavator assaults woman for not having drug money. All right, so hang on. We have a, a, a man crushing a woman's truck with an excavator for no drug money. Uh, does it specify the drug? This, this is going to be like, how justified is this? No, but it says he was arrested on multiple charges, including criminal mischief and domestic battery by strangulation. <laughs> Dude, one of his... So, uh, so, she had his money or she had his drugs or didn't give what to him? Uh, apparently, she couldn't get him his money for drugs or couldn't get drug money. When she couldn't get the drug money, he assaulted her and then drove off in her truck and then smashed it with an excavator. Dude, pay your drug dealer. Don't do that. <laughs> Verbatim from the article, once the victim went back to Kelly's Stone and Sand Boulders, Charlotte County deputies said... Oh, Charlotte County? Yeah, right in Charlotte That's County. That's right in our neck of the woods. Charlotte County deputies said Hamilton was seen laughing hysterically and smashing the truck with a bucket of an excavator. Man, you know what? At least he can be happy about his revenge and laugh about it. I mean, don't get me wrong. Honestly, probably like a very bad person to society. But like, the spectacle of it, I love. He's like, mwah! Uh, yeah, just like he's, he's seriously. But like more methy. Yeah, much more methy. We got any good mug shots that we can describe? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't want to run into him. Oh, yeah. Imagine... Like he would I'm pretty be, sure he's got like an SS tattoo on his neck. Yeah, there. I was about to say he would be a skinhead, but he's just a little too lazy to keep it clean. Uh, lazy eye. and He's going to get out and murder us. Yeah. <laughs> he's a handsome Chad fella looking fella. Yeah. <laughs> nice guy. Can't blame that guy at all. You know, someone owes you money and drives you crazy. I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying it's understandable, Mr. Uh, Zelensky or whatever your name is. And uh, moving on. The uh, next one starts off with, I had to fight, in quotes. And then Florida man survives in swamp for three days after losing arm to alligator. Dude, uh, where's this at? Uh, Miami Echo. City, Florida. Homeland. Uh, yeah, dude, my brother told me about this. He, I think it was Little Lake Manatee, or he, he drove by it. An insane story. Uh, but the guy got his arm, just from what I remember, got his arm bit off and was laying down in a swamp, like, half-paralyzed, maybe withdrawing from drugs or something. That's how my brother made it sound. This guy said, yeah, he said he was swimming for almost three hours in the lake, and then he looked over and saw the gator's, gator's eye, and it bit him. And it bit his arm off? Uh, yeah, went down, went under. Um, Probably did its gator roll. tried to, yeah, it says, bones poking out of his arm, bleeding, scared to death. Oh yeah, then they got a photo of him. He got a nub. What and does it is there something about three days? Uh yep. Uh Murda, I guess his last name, spent the next three days trying to find help as flies swarmed around the open wound on his right arm. Oh my god. He he survived by eating flowers and drinking handfuls of muddy lake water. And lots of shrooms. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he was able to said, stay in the woods for three power days. Lines trying to get out of the swamp. Most of the nights he slept in water three inches deep. He finally made it to a barbed wire fence and he found a bystander able to call for help. All right, maybe we're tougher than we thought. <laughs> Goodness gracious! 
and yeah, we're looking at a picture of him, and he's he's methy. Uh, well, I don't know, maybe. Or, or it means, or it looks like you know he just had his arm ripped off no, in the swamp and wandered three days. True. I guess anyone looks a little rough after that. He's smiling. Yeah. <laughs> Kinda. Yeah, it's more of a just a, a looking off in the distance. <laughs> Cold you know, like, like, the, like the the feeling like when you lose your phone. <laughs> Hush. The the. I got it destroyed in cow pens, and I was a little upset. But, anyways, I think we got time for let's let one more Florida man story, and hopefully, not as gruesome as dogs dying or guys getting their I don't know, guy getting his arm ripped off is pretty cool. But not dogs dying, something better than that. Well, how about Chick Fil A employee fights off Florida man trying to carjack woman? Fights off. Yeah, I, so I don't know if the Chick Fil A guy was from Florida, but the the guy the guy doing the carjacking was definitely Florida. Man. Uh, just this story could have been a lot different if the word fight was replaced with something else. <laughs> could be a could be a romantic story, but so so hang on. So a Florida man is behind bars after Okaloosa County deputies say he attempted to take a woman's keys and steal her car in the parking lot of a Chick Fil A. Oh, heroic Florida... Wait, it's heroic Florida man versus no, bad no. Florida man. Well, we don't know if... Yeah, necessarily the guy... The, the Chick-fil-A's in Florida, right? We would just... Yeah, we would just... But we don't know if he's from Florida. Okay. But, uh... Definitely the guy that tries to do the carjacking is from Florida. Yeah. Well, they went... They made sure to mention that, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Thanks, press. Yeah. Um, it's near Jacksonville? Uh, no, near Panama City. Oh. Fort, Fort Walton Beach. PCB, baby. Yeah. Also explains it. Yes. I guess the victim was removing a baby from her car when 43-year-old William Branch approached her, wielding a stick and demanding her keys. Not a baby. <laughs> Wait, wielding a stick? Yeah, just, the dude carjacks her with a stick? Just a, just a stick. Dude, this Biden economy is hitting everybody. <laughs> Even carjackers are reduced to sharp-pointing stick. How medieval of him? Yeah, just... <laughs> Dude, yeah, if there's drug fight, 100 from every place, Florida man's winning. And then, yeah, y'all can look up the video online because a Chick-fil-A employee literally runs in to intervene and tackle tackles the guy to, to break it up. And hey, I'm not trying to say anything. We all know it's because it was Chick-fil-A. I thought at the end he was like, my pleasure. <laughs> yeah. He did. Dude, did he do it while he was signaling her around two different uh, drive-ins? Well, it like, looks like he's wearing like the parking lot like safety reflective. And he was like, not on my watch. God bless this chicken and he put me on a mission. Yeah. How awesome. All right, good good ending to Florida Man story. Uh, well, Florida Man was the bad guy, but still yeah. a wholesome... It was, yeah, I like it. Florida Man was vanquished, the ca- the chaotic evil of, of Should that Should have brought Florida more Man. than a stick. No. Well, no, because it would have been a sad story if you did. Yeah, so thank God for <laughs> uh, this good stick control lulls that we have. The irony is last name, the guy's last name was Branch. <laughs> Dude, no, I didn't catch that. I'm dead serious. No. I'm not even making the pun. William Branch, and he used a stick. God bless... This, this maybe it just comes from a long line of stick wheels. <laughs> maybe that's how they got the last name. They're like instead of Highlander with swords, it's the branches <laughs> with sticks, and they just whack the shit out of each other. Ah, oh. oh, Florida man. Well, guys, we're gonna get close to wrapping it up tonight. Uh, uh, we we've ran out all through it, and I'm tired, and I gotta wake up and work more tomorrow. I feel like I end every podcast with that, uh, but it's been very true here recently. However, one last little stickler I'm getting off my chest now that I have a stickler. Stickler, yeah. <laughs> I'm getting off my chest uh, to my mostly Saudi Arabian audience, it would seem. Uh, it's really odd. I can't, I can't wrap my head around that. But uh, in Bandit's Music Corner tonight, a segment I just made up, uh, I'm going to talk about the most under-recognized country artist of all time. And just based on three songs, and y'all need to go check them out. It's by Mr. Tom Russell. And you, if you're going to hear three songs by him, it is Tonight We Ride, which is one of the best Western ballads ever. Have, like, like make sure you're ready for that song. Yeah, it's, 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 it's about... It's a good song, but by the end of it, you're going to be, like, doing, like, partying or going off to do something epic. Maybe robbing a bank. Yeah. Uh, there's that. There is uh, uh, Love is Like Stealing. Stealing Electricity is the name of the song. Da-da, da-da, da-da. And he is, you really need to experience the song. There's it's no him. way to, like, 
You just got to hear it. You got to hear it. It's it's perfection. And lastly, uh, Tijuana Bible. Uh, just three of them that really... I look at this guy's views on YouTube. And he's like a singer from, I think, the 90s from like New Mexico or Texas. And uh, every time I hear Florida and Georgia line I'm, with popularity, I'm like, it should be Tom Russell. It just should be. And we all... Don't get me wrong. We all know underappreciated artists like Waylon and... and uh, the, Name any of like the outlaw country guys that are doing the modern thing in Texas, like Sturgill Simpson or, or uh, the Dead South or something like that. Uh, but no, Tom Russell is where it's at. And uh, yep, it's late. We're in there tonight. Y'all folks have a good week. We'll catch you next week with more of the Bandit Radio Hour. And remember to follow us on Twitter. At, all of these I'm about to say is at Bandit Radio Hour. Bandit Radio Hour is a part of the name or all of the name. But we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're now on Facebook. Uh, you can watch us and listen on YouTube. We don't have any live video yet. Uh, YouTube, anywhere you get uh, your podcast, RSS feed, Spotify, uh, Stitcher. And once again, a shout out to the Welsh Republic. Did I get it right? Did I get Welsh's channel right? Yeah. Great. Check out his uh, interview with me and a lot of other interesting characters. And uh, he, he asked some very good questions. It's definitely worth your time. And all y'all folks have a wonderful time. Band it out.